Hello, everyone, and welcome back into another new Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have a fabulous dance event to be sharing with you today. And joining us to talk about that is the artistic director of White Wave Dance, Young Soon Kim. She's here to talk to us about the eighth annual Solo Duo Dance Festival, which White Wave Dance is presenting. This is happening February 8th and 9th at Dixon Place. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting whitewavedance.org. We're very excited about this upcoming dance festival and to be sharing another wonderful dance event with you out there. So with that, let us welcome on our guest today, Young Soon Kim. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. And it's exciting. And thank you for inviting me. I am so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be learning more about this great event, the 8th Annual Solo Duo Dance Festival, being presented by your company, White Wave Dance, down at Dixon Place. Would we start by having you tell us a bit about this festival? Solo Duo Dance Festival formed in 2016. We, uh, White Wave, my organization have been presenting festival since 2001. Starts with the Dumbo Dance Festival. And actually this year it will be 23rd annual for the Dumbo Dance Festival. And presenting and beside the Dumbo Dance Festival, we also presented Wave Rising series since 2006 and cool New York Dance Festival since 2003. And so Solo Duo Dance Festival is actually the most uh, new and baby <laughs> festival. As a presenter, there is lots of group pieces for the uh, festival submission. And for solo or the duet, it didn't need a lot of uh, like a huge space, the I mean, stage space. So, and also solo and duets are very much of intimate. And I found the uh, uh, Dixon Place is perfectly fit. It's located in downtown Manhattan. And it's a, a exquisite, a small venue, it fits perfect for the solo duo. So we started. Our mission, festival mission, is to present and promote, especially young and rising choreographers and dance makers. So often our festival, there has been like each company's New York debut performance. We started as a local, mainly presented local company in 2001, and then soon it became international. We getting quite a lot of applications and through the uh, jurisdiction process, and we select each year. So this year we're presenting 33 companies and with the three a different shows. Show one will be on February 8th at 7.30 and 9th at 7 o'clock, show two, 
and last so so that it would be uh, 9 p.m. on February 20. It's also Solo Do Dance Festival is very exciting because of in one program, we have about like 10 companies performing, solos and duets. And then my company as a hosting company, my company usually present groupies to enhance little bump up for the audience. So this year, show one and show three company, my White Wave will be presenting as well as a group piece. Solo do, as soon as it inaugurated, Solo do dance festival becoming very popular. Audience loved see intimate setting of the solos and duets. And that Dixon Place location is quite good. A lot of public transportation and audience actually like love seeing these solos and duets. So for example, of like last year's our three shows, like completely sold out. <laughs> actually once one show was oversold. So we had to make it in, like, you know, incredible effort to make it fit. And some, we had to ask them to come back for the next show. So we are looking forward to for this year. That is amazing. I I love that. I love the artistic ship of this, this festival. This is incredible. And I'm curious to kind of build on that. And I'm wondering, how did you come up with the idea for this event? You know, all the way back 2016 when this started. That's a great question. My company, my company full name is White Wave Rising Young Sun Kim Dance Company. So we, most of the time we use White Wave Young Sun Kim Dance Company and shortened White Wave Dance. My company formed in 1988. So this year marks the 36th year. Last year, actually, we celebrated 35th anniversary, along with our 2023 Dumbo Dance Festival in June at Mark Morris Dance Center. That celebration was incredible. So first 12 years, I have been like choreographing and presenting and I myself performing with the company. And then we moved to Dumbo. In actually, we signed the 10 year lease on 25 J Street, right by the water, starting November 2000. And it took about 11 months to renovate, which was, <laughs> oh my God, that process was. So challenging. Some point we didn't have a, I mean, we thought discuss discussing with the landlord and like contractor. We thought it will be be about five months, but it kind of like extended to like eleven. We opened just after nine eleven, and the first Dumbo Dance Festival at our theater, which named after one of the major benefactor, John Ryan. So that theater studio 
and theater, about 100 seating theater named White Wave John Ryan Theater in Dumbo. That's how we started. And actually, I mean, I've been a dancer since I was a six all my life and came to America 1977 with the Martha Graham School students' invitation for the students. And I've been dancing and I never thought I would be starting festival. That was that was in my <laughs> in my head when while I was uh, renovating the theater in Dumbo, I met one of the dancer friend, Elise Knussen. We we've been taking classes actually the Vigo Tyner classes at the city center. And she said that there would be a dance festival at that time down under the Manhattan. The festival name was Dumbo Arts Festival down under the, the Dumbo stands for down under the Manhattan Bridge Overpass. And she asked, asked me if my company would love to perform participating in actually 2000, 2000, year 2000. So I say yes, and we did it like trio, but actual performance space was like a garage, not even gallery space, like a garage with a few chairs. There was a not even dance, like dance floor, molly, none of those. We, it was like on the concrete and <laughs> with about five, six clip lights. But what stunned me, the festival that later, Dumbo Arts Festival, I, I kind of cannot remember original festival name, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was like not only just uh, like, you know, art exhibition, Dumbo had at the time about, I think it's more than 2,000 art studios. So uh, many art studios, but fashion show, film show, street fair, music festival, dance festival. But it drew about quarter million people for those three days. That knocked me out. And I thought, wow, this is awesome. And then Dumbo Art Center. So I don't know, you know, that Dumbo is a, that about 90% of the like a Dumbo's real real estate has been managed by David Ulantas, two tree. They've been kept the Dumbo is between Manhattan and Brooklyn Bridge, about 30 blocks span. That area is called Dumbo. He kept, and then he actually gave up, donated one of their loft on, it was at 30 Washington Street, and opened as a gallery called, Dum and then called as a Dumbo Art Center. They managed for the festivals. So David is a savvy business person 
And he knew art bring people and people bring business. That's how Dumbo got incredibly developed. I mean, now there is, there is not much of art going on. It's all became luxury, commercial, like, you know, uh, uh, buildings and areas. But soon after we were like renovating and Dumbo Art Center, one of Dumbo Art Center board member knew my company and they contacted me and they are so excited about dance studio and theater will be opening in Dumbo and they want us to present a Dumbo Dance Festival. That's how I started. So from the day one, we managed and administrated everything, but it was presented under the, the arts festival. I, yeah, I think Dumbo Art under the Bridge Festival. I think that was the original name. And <laughs> as I said, it was immediately like, you know, after the 9-11, we opened just two days, October 17 and 18. That theater just finished it about a week ago, and there was like bare dance floor, nothing. So <laughs> I actually <laughs> went to Canal Street, get some cotton for the, for the backdrop. And we rented about 50 chairs. We rented about Four standing, like standing lights, total of the 16 lights. That's how we started. We, although we were like hesitated, should we keep going or the what? It was, it was like, I mean, 9-11 was a shocked entire world. But from my bottoms of my heart, art inspire people. Especially now, we need to uplift people's spirit. That's how we decide to let's do it. You know, I mean, I virtually seen all of those smokes because Dumbo is like right across the river, you know. So all of those things like smokes and I mean, Actually, in that instant, I wasn't able to see it, but after that, so it was, it was very intense period. So actually, that's how it started. Now, also as a dancer and company, I mean, you know, New York is capital world of the art, although there is a not enough dance venue for young choreographers of the company. If you if you wanted to present like season, which means like generally like a New York season entail about a week, like four or five performances, that not only rental cost is humongous and need to do the PR and marketing and audience development, and then ticket sale, and guest sub-sponsor, and rental. So that's a lot. So through our 
festival, those of artists, all of this administrative aspect, we are doing it. Dancers can just present their work and getting some time to time, getting um, incredible reviews and also like, you know, pre uh, watching through the our festival, other presenters come and then, yeah, like they present our participant like companies. So that is the incredible, you know, service. And after all these years experiencing like a choreographing, presenting and presenting company and festivals, my role at this point as a, I wanted to share, share with like young artists through our festival and give them opportunity to, to like a debut New York stage and also presenting their new and all uh, other works through our festival. That is fabulous. What an incredible history your your company and this festival has. I mean, emerging from such a dark time and creating such a great thing in such a wonderful space. I mean, Dumbo really is just such an arts hub. I'm curious to know, what has it been like developing this year's Solo Duo Festival? Solo Duo Dance Festival, usually it takes about eight to nine months to prepare. So last year we like we released application form and we promote that application form Michelle's with Michelle's help, our board members' help, and also we White Wave team is also promoting. So these days uh, through the a lot with the online and the internet and with SM. So we gain a lot of exposure to not only New York, but worldwide. And we received applications and then we go through with the selection process with the eight, nine selection member. Those selection members are like highly regarded in New York dance scene. There are some presenters, some choreographers, some some uh, like fest other festivals presenters and writers and also actors and songwriters. So I have a little more diverse of the selection panel members, and we go through each application and watch the video. In fact, just past the sun Saturday. We went through the selection process for this year's 2024 Dumbo Dance Festival. And we got some fabulous companies. So after that, we actually gathered the publicity. So yes, selected companies, we contact them for the publicity materials, their bios and photos and any press codes. And then we assemble like press release. Michelle Tanabik released the uh, send out the press release and listing to the like a festival information and 
like creating performance schedule, creating website. So at this point, everything is ready. <laughs> Ticket has been selling now. We last stage to preparing for this festival. That's wonderful. That's quite the lengthy process too in putting the festival together. But also I feel like a, a festival of this size and this stature, I mean, it's not going to come together overnight, right? <laughs> well, I'm curious to know, is there a message or a thought that you're hoping audiences will take away from this year's festival? Every year after we festival, we actually interview some guests and then and also participating artists and we after the festival we make the like promo video uh, many people said like uh, they actually love to see like solos and duets in this like festival and they love to sing with the like intimate setting which means like audience sit is very close they can like you know hear their like breath and also sweat and all of this like intimate setting they were like captivated like so close almost the audience said they are part of this festival and so as a presenter i hope this year's festival is as successful as the last year with the drawing lot of audience, but as a as a that as myself as a choreographer and also presenter, I want them to see through watching through these dance pieces. I hope they can get to some kind of like transformative vision because like art lifts like spirit. So I want them to like, you know, kind of like inspired by watching this, some young and some very already very famous companies with this mixed bill, each like a show one, two, three. I hope they can get, I mean, obviously, you know, I would love, everybody love the show, but each piece has like a different theme, different costume, different music, and different vocabulary of the movement that they share through their choreography. I want them to inspired by watching. And I want them to kind of like, you know, uplift their spirit. That's what I wish. I love that. What a wonderful thought to have audiences leave with. My final question for this first part of the interview is who do you hope have access to the eighth annual solo duo dance festival? It's widely open. Often when I go to making opening welcoming speech or the, at the end of the show, I often ask how many people were you a first time at our dance festival. How many are you the first time dance show? And they lift your uh, arms and, you know, so, you know, I, a lot of times I said like, I 
especially welcome you. Welcome to dance world like that. So we do not have any restrict audience. We welcome everybody like dance lovers, art lovers, first time comer to the contemporary dance or any dance form. We love also young audience, students, and also senior members. We have a special prize for student and senior. So we open arm, wide opening arm, and we welcome all a type of audience. interview we love to give our listeners a chance to get to know our guests a little bit more and I would love to start by asking you what or who inspires you we typically ask what playwrights composers or shows inspire our guests or just some of their favorites but I also want to include since we this is a dance show that we're featuring and you are a dance artist a choreographer and an artistic director of a dance company what dance artists inspire you as well you know actually in New York I have a quite a lot of artist friends I Often, that artwork, I'm not saying like any particular artwork, but when I look at it artwork, it gives me such a great inspiration. And in terms of the music, in some ways, when I look at myself, I am kind of like one mindset. <laughs> if I like, one and I like one, you know. So even though my work has been quite a, a, a lot of my work has been composed with the composed music and also multi-dance theater piece working with the video artists. And I actually lately I've been listening quite a, a quite a lot with the Vladimir Cosmo, Vladimir Cosmo, Vlad, V-L-A-D-I-M-I-R, Cosmo, Cosmo, D-O-S-M-A. In fact, I actually danced my solo, like long time favorite my solo music was by Lawali from Diva. This is the music of that movie, Diva. So I choreographed with the, the solo, and lately I've been listening quite a lot. And also, um, my newest piece, actually, I'm like searching quite a lot through the Spotify when I am looking for some inspirational uh, music. And I found uh, like a Jim Perkins. I liked his work and also Greg Hines. Actually, like a Greg Hines works that two, one of the actually dance film 
during the pandemic, I actually created a two dance film in at the end of 2020. I actually brought the my creative team, video artists and dancers to Johnson Beach and it we shoot and we made those two two films. And one of music was a uh, a great kind, and it's so beautiful but mesmerizing. And also that score is just like almost like unexpected. It just uh, like surge and then like you know continuation of the like next move or something like that. And which I really loved it. Those two film actually was a. Uh, I, I, you, us, we, two dance film, which we got like six awards from the International Dance Film, which was a 2022 Cannes International Short Film Festival and Paris International Short Film Festival and London Short Film Festival and also Vancouver, Finland and, and Music Experimental Festivals. So, and also some of the, my work reviews, reviews were saying visually stunning and emotionally rich. And my work has been, as I said, not only uh, inspired by the, my collaborators, long time music collaborator is a Marco Capelli. He's from Italy and he's called like avant-garde guitar player. I've been collaborating with him and touring with him with the, like live performances and also wonderful composer. He's Korean, Ki Young Kim. And those are the like very good like collaborators. And videographers, I've been working with David Chikoshi. Uh, KD of Fear, F-E-E-R, Fear. And those are the like, you know, collaborators. And I am always and looking for a new possibility, new, new collaborators and new possibility. And, and I am always waiting to get triggered and something need to be happened to me. So I always kind of like an open my mind to have this kind of like, you know, encounter. That is a fabulous list. Some names I've never heard of that I had to jot down and be like, I got to check this out. I got to look at this person. So thank you for sharing those. We have now arrived at my favorite question to ask guests. And that, of course, is what is your favorite theater memory? You know, like I've been dancing since I was a six. And I was born in Gwangju, Korea, which is about three hours south of the, uh, Seoul. And I came to university, Ihua University in Seoul. And almost immediately after the college and I came to New York and my theater experience I mean you know there's there are so many 
like inspirational piece, but same time, it's hard to inspire me. <laughs> I am rather very like, you know, particular, but I mean, this is not new. Everybody know this piece and everybody know this choreographer. When I went to see Kina Bausch's Full Moon at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, yeah, actually incredible. I mean, I love Pina's work and so many, so many, uh, like, you know, worldwide like dancers, they, they love her work. When I went to see the piece, I it was orchestrated about like four roles from the like in you know, the down downstage and there it it was that piece was incredible I mean with the lots of water on stage and gigantic like you know kind of rock culture so dancers going up and down and jumping into the water and and also like you know other pieces also after piece I am almost like frozen and tears comes to me with the so, I get so frustrated, you know, I get so frustrated myself and because creating peace, I mean, it's not necessarily, but creating great peace needs lots of resources and also fund, you know what I mean? If there is a fund, it would be far easier to like open imagination, like really creating a new possibility. But peace was so incredible, incredible. Not on the choreography set with like dancers, like, you know, almost like a dancing there out and incredible dance movement vocabulary and all of which just inspired me is like kind of like speechless but same time almost like you know other part of the, my heart is kind of like sunking you know it's like why I cannot do you know why why I can't even dream about like I mean all of the my mission statement is I wanted to be breaking boundaries, creating new possibility. <laughs> but kind of like, you know, stop. I mean, I'm not totally depressing because I have incredible like a multimedia pieces, which, which is like, you know, beautiful. And we've been performed here in a tour, but like watching like, like gigantic productions like that and gives me like, my heart is a sunken. And also one of the like choreographers' works which I love is a choreographer named Susan Marshall. Actually, she presented what you what you said, New York Live Art, quite quite long ago. The title was uh, 
cloudless. And her imagination, her expression of the movement of vocabulary was so compelling. And I really loved it. But I, I, more I loved it when she actually did it. One of the loft space in Dumbo was actually 10J Street, right across from my old studio theater. And that performance was kind of like audience was following where that art, like object and the scene is performing. And <laughs> I loved watching, there is a tub, you know, bathtub. And there is a two guys with the completely naked and with like completely filled with milk. I mean, I don't think it's a real milk, but you know, so, so out of the top when like, you know, the hand or the arm or the upper body was lifting and then coming down. And that was kind of like live sculpture. And I just loved it. It's, it is not called like ordinary, like dance piece in the proscenium theater, but that production, I truly loved it, you know. That is such an incredible memory. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's amazing. Do you have any other projects or productions coming down the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? Oh, actually, my company will be performing one day, one night pop-up event at the Canvas 3.0 yeah, space in Calculus World Trade Center on January 31st which is before before the solo duo. We have performances coming up. And also, I would love if your viewers can go to the my company website. And if anybody wanted to, like, connect it with us, sign up. Just name and email. And we will send all of the, our upcoming, like, you know, events, and 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 uh, uh, along the further line, uh, for this year's Dumbo Dance Festival will be from June twenty seven and thirties at the Mark Morris Dance Center. Um, my company will be also performing at the Alvin Ailey City Cop Theatre on February twenty third as part of the American Dance Guild Festival. And those are a few lined up upcoming shows. That is wonderful. Exciting stuff in the works and a great lead into my final question, which is if our listeners would like more information about the eighth annual solo duo dance festival or about you or about white wave dance, maybe they'd like to reach out to yourself or the company, how can they do so? Um, website, whitewavedance.org. They, uh, they can go to the like contact, click the contact, and there is all the information, email, 
and my I think my my even my cell phone number is listed there. They can contact us and we can, you know, answer to any questions. Wonderful. Well, Young Soon, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by and share with us all this amazing information and most importantly, this amazing dance festival. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. So thank you very much. Absolutely, absolutely. My guest today has been the artistic director, Young Soon Kim, who's with White Wave Dance, and they're presenting the 8th Annual Solo Duo Dance Festival, February 8th and 9th at Dixon Place. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting whitewavedance.org, and that's also the perfect place to sign up for their mailing list to keep up to date on all the amazing things White Wave Dance is doing it's also a great place to keep in touch with Young Soon Kim, and you can see all the amazing things that she's up to as well as the company. But make sure you join us out at Dixon Place on February 8th and 9th for the 8th Annual Solo Duo Dance Festival being presented by White Wave Dance. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. Inner stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.